Here the Turtle is presented by Toyota. Toyota helps you get the most out of your drive. Just ask a friend who drives one. Shop buyatoyota.com, Toyota's official website for deals, to find the Toyota that's right for you. Toyota, let's go places. It's Monday, July 17th, 2023. It's here, the Turtle presented by Toyota. And Ben, we are back with a little summer lacrosse talk. Maryland men's lacrosse assistant coach Jesse Bernhardt joins the show fresh off a world championship title for the United States of America. Some other Terps on that team as well. Jesse, you know, sort of a constant now in Maryland men's lacrosse as a player, a great player now one of the top defensive minds in the country, assisting John Tillman, and then uh, a robust playing career himself in the PLL and on the uh, on the U.S. national team. So a lot to talk about with him. Yeah, has been a constant in in you know around the Maryland lacrosse circles for years now, and it's always fun talking lacrosse in the summer, Taylor. Usually we only do it we start around January and we finish up around May, but it's July and we're talking lacrosse, so that's a lot of fun and a lot. You mentioned a, a bunch of it, but a lot going on in the lacrosse world right now, as there always is, and it was fun to watch that World Lacrosse Championship out in San Diego. Um, you know, the championship the championship was a pretty good game. Watch that on that Saturday night. Um, so yeah, and, um, fun conversation with Jesse that I'm sure everyone, everyone will enjoy. Yeah. That USA Canada rivalry at the world championships is awesome on both the men's and women's side. Um, and, and a lot of Terps on the women's world championship team from last season. So Terps just picking up world championship trophies. Let's get to our interview with Maryland men's lacrosse assistant coach, Jesse Bernhardt. We're back here on Here the Turtle with Maryland men's lacrosse assistant coach, world-class player, new father. Jesse Bernhardt, you have about as many things going on as anyone right now. Very much appreciate you taking some time. I'm going to start you here. When you when you feel the feeling of being a world champion and putting USA across your chest, that's got to feel a little bit different than anything you can do. What was it like to take home that title a few weeks ago? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely special um, doing this uh, three times. Um, you know, kind of having the experience with it. Uh, my first one being on the losing end uh, and, and fortunate to be on the winning end. The last two, uh, the last two feel a whole lot better than the than the first one did. Um, but, you know, just to have the opportunity to, uh, you know, put USA on your chest. And um, it, it's a pretty extensive process, you know, very Olympic-esque in regard to four years. So just a lot of time, sacrifice, um, you know, competitive, um, just to even get on the team, uh, let alone have an opportunity to then go compete and, and win a gold medal um, is uh, just something that's very unique, uh, especially in our sport. And uh, I think that's kind of what makes it special. Taylor, you, you buried the lead a little. Um, Jesse is a new is has a newborn that was born when he yes. was out there out there in San Diego. Um, Jace James Bernhardt, congrats! Have Thanks. you been getting, have you gotten any sleep since you've gotten back? Yeah. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been good. Uh, I think I was, I was a little worn down coming, coming back from San Diego, um, playing as much lacrosse as we did. Um, and then obviously coming home to, 
to Jace um, was was a great addition. Um, I think my wife's definitely probably taken the brunt of uh, the, the legwork there so far. So I do my best to, to help where, where I can. Um, but uh, but it's been great. It's been great. You know, um, not used to getting a whole lot of sleep anyway. So uh, not much of a difference. You're set up perfectly for fatherhood. You put up the Instagram of Jace with the world championship medal, which was which was awesome. What a what a combination of things in the span of a week. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, you know, a little late on the post. It's not really my forte with the social media, but I thought, uh, you know, for my teammates and, and obviously, as we discussed before, just having the ability to win a gold medal and then, uh, you know, come home to a new son um, is just something that you don't have happen very often. So might as well, uh, you know, share with some uh, family and friends out there that, uh, you know, maybe haven't seen or, or been able to hear about it yet. Talk about the Maryland influence on the U.S. team. You know, you and, and four fellow um, in that Maryland brotherhood on that team. Obviously, a, a constant on the men's and women's side, having Terps um, representing the U.S. at a variety of levels, including the senior national team. What was it like to, to win it with those guys? That's got to make it a little bit more special as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think you, the, the unique thing about the, the group of us is uh, we kind of – uh, are spread out, you know, through our time. Um, obviously, myself being the eldest, uh, Mike Earhart's a, a year below me. Uh, Matt Dunn was a freshman when we when I was a senior. Um, Rambo uh, was a freshman when I was the volunteer, and then CK was a player when I came back as an assistant. So we kind of spanned, you know, through a few years. So um, kind of had. You know, different relationships and different interactions over those times, obviously, all being Maryland guys and, and the ability to just kind of suit up together um, and, and just spend time with each other um, as we, we love to do was uh, was just something that, you know, we couldn't get enough of. And I think, you know, it speaks to, you know, what Coach Tillman and, and just the Maryland program has been able to do in terms of the, the talent that's put out there. There's obviously tremendous talent in the United States from a lacrosse standpoint and guys trying to make that team. So to, to have five guys represent you know, the U.S. Um, at that stage, um, obviously, I think speaks to those guys individually, um, but just kind of what kind of the what kind of people and, and players were putting out, you know, from their own. You kind of alluded to it um, in the beginning, but this was your third go around uh, with the with the world championships. And you are a captain on this team and one of the leaders um, for the U.S. team. What was kind of what was kind of that like kind of showing showing the young guys and those whose whose first experience it was kind of the ropes and, and getting this team um, prepared to, to win gold? Yeah, it, this, you know, being my third go around, everyone has been different um, in pros and con ways. Um, my first one was a year after I graduated from the University of Maryland. So I was I was the young buck. Um, a lot happening fast. You know, you're kind of just trying to ride the wave and, and then being an 18, uh, being a little bit older. Um, you know, we had an older group that year. So, you know, still maybe one of the middle to younger guys on that team. And we had some great, uh, you know, leadership and some older guys that I play with. And, and this being my third go around, um, you know, wanted to step into a, a bigger role. Um, you know, was fortunate to kind of be voted as one of the three captains along with Mike Earhart, um, you know, another Terp, uh, which was uh, which, which was awesome, um, you know, just to, to have the, those guys kind of select us, I think, was something special. And uh, I had such a great experience in 18 uh, with winning the gold and just the connectivity that we were able to bring in that experience. I think a lot of it was just making sure these guys who were doing it for the first time, you know, hopefully got a 
to take away something that I felt the last couple times. Um, and, and that was the goal. Um, and obviously in the goal, you know, you're not just there to have a good experience. You're there to win. Um, so, you know, just provide some uh, insight um, just in terms of the international game, just being different and what to expect, you know, playing a two week tournament style where, we don't play a lot of lacrosse, you know, all year. Some guys play indoor, uh, which is, you know, extensive on the weekends uh, from like the fall to, you know, late spring. And then, you know, the PLL stuff, you're pretty much in and you're out. So it's just a very unique uh, environment. So just trying to kind of pass along as much, um, you know, feedback and insight as I could to those guys. How has being a high, high level coach helped you be a better high-level player you're in such a unique spot that doesn't happen where you're playing at the highest level you can in your sport and also you're pretty much at the highest level of your profession you could be as an assistant at a program like maryland has that helped you become a better player seeing the game that way as you've you know kind of gotten more experience in your coaching career i do uh i do um i I think uh, some people have kind of made that comment, you know, to me as well, that they think it's it's definitely helped me. And I and I firmly do believe that, um, you know, I get to spend a lot of time around the game of lacrosse where there's some guys, right, who sit behind a desk and then try to show up and play. Um, not that they can't do it. There are plenty of dudes who are doing it that are very successful uh, on the field. But I think just to have the ability just, you know, not every day, you know, of the year, but a lot of days of the year, just be on the field, you know, talking lacrosse coaching lacrosse, watching film, um, you know, you just get so many more little experiences here and there um, that, you know, we don't play lacrosse all year like a college guy. You know, we, we finish the PLL finishes in September and then you kind of pick up, um, you know, at the very end of May. So there's definitely a, a long period of time that lacrosse isn't really involved in, in our lifestyle. So for the ability to coach it, um, I think, uh, it kind of keeps me in lacrosse mode, you know, much longer. Um, and, and just, I, I think as I've gotten older and, and coached a whole lot more, you just, you, you pick things up, you know, just whether it's conceptually, schematically, um, that now as a player, you know, I'm able to kind of, you know, transfer over to playing. And um, I'm not old, but I'm not on the young side either. So, uh, you know, trying to obviously keep up from the athletic standpoint, but I, I think kind of also evolve, you know, into kind of a communicative role um, and, and that glue guy role, whether it was on Team USA or, you know, in the pros um, to kind of push and pull guys to where they need to go, um, you know, while we're playing, which is, um, you know, not an easy task to do. What is the, what is that rivalry with Canada like? I feel like, you know, you're always the, always the last two standing, you know, two, two, biggest lacrosse countries um talk about that rivalry yeah it's um you know it's a special one obviously there's a lot of other countries that are doing better um you know the Haudenosaunee you know had a great tournament they got some talented guys um you know that were playing um but uh, I think and I don't know the statistics off the top of my head you know the the Canadians and uh you know Americans have, have been in that final for for a lot of these games and uh and again, a lot of guys, you know, we've crossed paths in the collegiate ranks. We, we cross paths in the pro ranks. Um, so there's a lot of carryover, you know, that kind of leads to that big buildup. Um, and I think, you know, whether you want to call it the pressure or the anticipation is that's kind of what people expect. Right. It's going to be, you know, 
Canada and the United States in that game. So, um, you know, I think it just makes it, again, special. Um, those guys obviously have some very talented players as well, um, super skilled um, guys that are doing great things at, at all levels, um, you know, and uh, it, it wouldn't be as it wouldn't be as fun if it wasn't competitive. You know, and I think they obviously for the past few years have brought super competitive teams, you know, to those world games. And uh, and if they were all blowout games, yeah, you know, it wouldn't be as exciting to try to go chase and, and, and run down that challenge. There's never never really like a lacrosse discussion, I feel like, that doesn't go on without some talk about the game's overall status within sports and, and popularity. And you have a unique position, as I said, of being a guy that is coaching at a program that, you know, is 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 featured very highly. And then you're playing in the PLL, which has, you know, pushed the game forward from a professional standpoint. When you look at the men's game specifically, how do you how have you kind of seen it grow, not only from the, the PLL standpoint, which, you know, has, has gotten bigger and given people a lot of opportunities, but the ratings for, you know, championship weekend, things like that, the men's side continue to get better and, and the exposure continues to go up. What is kind of your view on all of those things put together? Yeah, I think just exciting. Um, you know, like I said, I, I'm from a playing standpoint, probably on the downward slope more than the upward slope. Um, and, and that's OK. I think, you know, for guys that I coach now, um, just the, there's more opportunities than there ever have been, you know, uh, you know, a handful of years ago. To, to say all you did was play lacrosse as an occupation was a foreign concept. And now there's plenty of guys out there, you know, whether it's Maryland guys or other guys that are doing the indoor and they're doing the outdoor. Now you can compete on the world stage. Um, you know, hopefully it seems like there's a push for the Olympics, you know, maybe in 2028. Um, obviously the new style of sixes and, and things and everyone has their opinions and, you know, and, and all the different rules and, and styles of the game and things. But I think regardless, um, you know, and you guys would probably know better than me. It's, uh, you know, any publicity is good publicity, you know, so people are talking about lacrosse. Right. And that's what you want. Um, I think, you know, even uh, after, you know, Notre Dame wins, the, the Kavanaugh's are on the Pat McAfee show, you know, things like that. That's just, you know, whether again, take it or leave it for what was said on those shows or, or anything. It, it's still across and it's still being put out there and the PLL be getting ESPN deals and stuff. Um, like I said, it's just kind of, it's showing the growth of the sport, um, which is, uh, which is super cool. Um, especially just to see where it came from. And as it's kind of transitioned along to, to where it is now, I, I think is just what makes it super cool. Yeah. And how, how key has the PLL been in kind of the, the uprising of lacrosse and how how cool is it for you to be able to you know travel to a different city each week and kind of see fans there that in areas that you know you don't think of as lacrosse areas all the time and be able to play in front of them yeah i think you know they they've done a great job kind of taking this thing to the next level um you know a lot of guys coming out of college when i when i did especially and, and i'm sure even before me um, you know, you don't go play a pro lacrosse to make millions of dollars. You know, you were playing pro lacrosse because you, you love playing lacrosse and you love the, the team atmosphere and, and the, the things that came with that. Um, and I think the nice part is, is those guys um, have done a good job of kind of moving this thing forward. Um, it's not perfect, but it's definitely better than it was. Um, and, and again, now you can, you know, still not make millions of dollars, but, but make more and, and continue to play at an extremely high level. And, uh, I think that's, what's kind of kept the league moving forward is it is, it's so competitive. Um, you know, you only have so many teams and there's only so many roster spots to go around. 
that there's a lot of good lacrosse players on the weekends in the summer that are still sitting at home. Um, you know, and, and to have the ability to kind of travel around, um, you know, is definitely uh, it, it's a it's a unique experience getting to go to some places that I probably wouldn't be going if I wasn't playing lacrosse. Uh, being a Florida guy, you know, I know what it's like coming from a non-traditional. So, you know, to go to places like Minnesota or Salt Lake City or Dallas, you know, things like that. Um, it, it's just exciting to see, um, you know, the enjoyment in, in the in the fans and, and the kids that show up to those games because they don't get to see that on a daily basis. So, uh, you know, the the ability to kind of go out there, even San Diego for the World Games, right? Like it's it's gotten better, but the turnout at those games was amazing, um, and just to see like how far people were traveling to to watch us play, um, you know, just gives you a perspective, um, you know that. Years ago, we were probably the same kids in those shoes. And, you know, hopefully one of those kids watching maybe will be ending up in ours at some point. Jesse, this sort of relates to PL a little bit. I think it had to do with the Whipsnakes winning the first few of these titles. But you are a part and and now kind of at the helm of this Maryland defensive tradition that has been built, you know, even before, you know, you and, and Coach Tillman were around. But now has really been taken to the next level with all the guys. I mean, you talk about a guy like Matt Dunn with you on the on the World Championship team. Obviously, Earhart, who, you know, is, is playing long stick as well. And all of the, you know, Maycar, our first round pick this year, they're just you churn through them and the system is just unbelievable. What what has that been like for you going from a player to a coach and the way you guys are just all connected and, and, and so disciplined in, on that defensive side? It's always, you know, been amazing to me how guys come in, they're bought in, and it's just you guys are good again and defensively and then you're good again defensively. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely a lot that goes into it. Um, you know, it starts with bringing in the right guys. Um, and, and I think, you know, as you hit hit it, uh, you know, there were plenty of good defensemen before I showed up at University of Maryland or Coach Tillman did, um, you know, going back to, you know, Brian Reese and, and Mike Farrell and, you know, the list goes on. Um, so, you know, plenty of good guys that kind of, you know, started that thing off. And I think, you know, for a guy in my shoes who, you know, was – blessed to be able to kind of carry that, you know, torch a little bit forward and, and then continue now as, as a coach um, is just to kind of keep the standard, the standard. Um, you know, I didn't necessarily create the standard. I was fortunate to be a part of it. And I think, you know, we've um, been given a nice blueprint of, of what it kind of means to play defense at the University of Maryland. Um, and we've had some you know, awesome players that you mentioned um, in the past, you know, few years. And uh, I think that just shows the guys that are in the locker room and the guys that we try to recruit, um, you know, like they, they embody what what it means. Um, and everyone's a little bit different in their styles. You know, Mike Gerhardt's a big 6'5 guy. I'm, I'm not quite 6'5. Um, you know, a guy like Nick Grill who came in, you know, he's not quite 6'5 either, you know. And from so uh, I, I think it's, it's just obviously – the talent, but the ability, you know, for for us to kind of have guys to point out to even our current guys to say, well, this is what these guys did when they were here and, and look what they were able to kind of continue with the legacy. So if we're not really meeting that, then obviously we're kind of coming up short on, on the standard. Um, and I think it kind of takes care of itself. Um, so, you know, it's always exciting to see. And I, I think we got some great guys in the hopper. Um, and, uh, like I said, it's just, it's kind of its own brotherhood in, in a way, you know, if, just to be able to say you played Maryland or played defense at the university of Maryland. And, um, you know, you could have other people say, uh, or put you in the same category. Um, you know, it still puts me, me at all to say, man, you know, people talk about me in maybe a realm of some of those other guys. I, I think that's, uh, 
you know, pretty special and definitely a compliment to, to the guys that maybe I played with or came before me. Well, I'll ask you what it was like, you know, to coach when, when Jared was, was dominating, um, you know, for Maryland and how cool that was. But what was it like this past year to be able to coach with your brother, Jake, and be on the same staff and kind of be around each other all day and throw ideas um, off each other with Tillman? Kes, I think this is the first time he's ever been asked about his brother. So I, we're getting this will be this will be well, I, we're, we're breaking some news here. You, I will say it took us 17 minutes. In I think that's impressive. That's got to be the first that, time. That, that might be a record. Yeah, it's usually about Jared, not me, anyway. So it's <laughs> now it'll be about my son and not me, which is already turning that way. Which is cool. I'm I'm happy with the spotlight not on me. Um, yeah, but it was uh it was great. Um, you know, Jake and I were. We're less than a year apart in age. Um, we're, we're actually Irish twins. Um, so we kind of grew up doing everything together. Um, you know, pretty much played on every single sport team growing up. I was always just bumped up um, just to be on his team. I, I think the few times maybe we weren't together when he was a freshman at Maryland and I was a you know, senior in high school. And then obviously we reconnected and we lived together all four years in College Park, um, you know, and then uh, you know, when he went up to Vermont to kind of do his, do his thing up there, uh, that's not an easy place to get to. Um, so, you know, obviously staying in touch, but not maybe seeing each other as frequently as we had been used to growing up. And now to have the ability to have him come back and, um, you know, we, we, we carpool into work when we can. So just uh, just kind of, you know, flipping a complete 180, just spending a lot of time together. Um, you know, we're, we're still brothers, so we have our moments, but uh, – but that's part of being brothers and just, uh, again, just been super neat to kind of, you know, have them on the sideline. You know, like I said, just um, being at practice and all, all the givens of coaching is great. But like the there's driving to work together, you know, things like that, um, you know, that you kind of take for granted. You just don't get to do as you get older, um, you know, with family or friends. Um, so the ability to kind of have them around um, has been has been awesome. And I thought he, you know, stepped in and. Uh, you know, did a great job this year. And I know the guys took to him, you know, super quickly, which, you know, was no surprise. You know, he's a Maryland guy through and through. Um, so, you know, just super excited uh, to obviously have him and continue to have him. And I know as he kind of gets his feet wet even more, um, you know, he's just going to continue to do great things. Yeah, Ben touched on it, though. Obviously, you, you've watched your you know, youngest brother, you know, have an amazing college career and then, you know, go out and play football for for a little bit there and, and, and do that. How just proud of him were you, you know, as a coach and as a brother um, to accomplish all of those things, really kind of doing it the right way? You know, he was he was just like the consummate. I remember we were just you know, watch him do his thing. I'm like, this guy's just a consummate professional out there. He's just like doing his thing, just going about his business. What was it like for you as a brother kind of watching that all unfold? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, special. Um, you know, when, when he was playing and I was coaching, um, just a different dynamic. Um, you know, I, I think at, at times, you know, you could catch yourself kind of watching him when he's on the field. But, you know, when you're in the middle of the game or practice, I got, you know, a thousand other things I'm thinking of or guys I'm trying to, you know, talk to and correct and stuff. So you can kind of lose sight of maybe the, some of the special things that he was doing. Um, and then I think on the flip side, you know, once he kind of went into the football realm, uh, you know, I could kind of step back and be, you know, just more brother um, and spectator. And uh, I will say, I think I get more stress and anxiety watching him play from the stands than I did actually standing on the sideline coaching him. Um, but, uh, 
but yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was great, um, you know, for him to have that experience and, um, you know, kind of chase a, chase a goal and, and a dream to, to kind of do that and just take it as far as he could. Um, you know, there was, there was no expectations, pressure, uh, you know, from any of us, it was just a guy kind of, you know, putting in the work and, you know, taking the things that he learned at Maryland and kind of carrying them on. So, um, just to kind of see him to have that continued success is, uh, you know, as you said, it's just something to be proud of. Um, and, uh, you know, whatever he chooses to, to kind of do moving forward. How special and, you know, fun was it for you going to work every day during the 2022 season where you guys, you know, are considered one of the most dominant teams of all time? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the year, few years before that, I think made 2022 easy to, to have fun um, with with the cancellations and just the restrictions we had. Um, I think pretty much doing anything with a group of people, uh, you know, uh, without wearing a mask, I think was going to be, was going to be special. Um, but, but no, that group, um, you know, it, it was one, you know, when, when we take a few seconds to reflect, which we don't do in a whole lot, um, you know, it was just, uh, just a great group of obviously lacrosse players and a team, but you know, the guys, I think on that team, um, just had a tremendous bond. And, and I think, you know, when I look back and, uh, I get to see a lot of them still, you know, on a weekend basis in the summer, you know, like the, the Romans, the, the Higgins, the, the Bubba's, the Ray Hills, you know, I'm playing with Alex Smith right now, you know, so he's got to still deal with me on the weekends. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, just for me and that, and that group, um, you know, when I came in, a lot of those guys, we were pretty much on the same path. Right. They came in as freshmen and that was one of my first years, um, you know, being being back at Maryland as a coach. So we kind of we kind of went through the ringer together a little bit, uh, per se. And, and I think, you know, by 2022, kind of being the culmination of that and um, th- the success on the field speaks for itself. But I, I think it was definitely more to it, um, especially off the field. And, um, you know, I'm just super appreciative that, you know, those guys, um, you know, allow me to kind of still stay a part of their life and. Um, you know, stay in touch with them and, um, you know, sending them pictures of, of the baby and stuff like that. And, um, you know, so I, I think, you know, to me, that's what it's about. It's the ability to have those relationships, you know, far past, you know, what guys are doing in the four years that they're playing or five years that they're playing at Maryland. Um, and, and I think, um, you know, the fact that we kind of can still have that connection just, you know, shows what type of guys they were. And, and again, I think the lacrosse, <laughs> the lacrosse speaks for itself. They, they did something not a lot of people can ever say they did. Um, it made my life really easy, um, which, uh, which was helpful. Um, but, uh, but again, I'll probably remember the, the off the field stuff way more than, than some of that on the field stuff. We'd be remiss if we didn't ask about your head coach, John Tillman, who, you know, coached you as a player um, and you now, you know, go into battle with as a coach every week um, who has, you know, made the program into, you know, even an elevated version beyond, I think, what people may have thought, you know, with the the two national titles and and the consistency of going to championship weekend. Um, And it's gotten so much buy-in culture-wise from the guys that you bring in recruiting what has it been like to both play for him and then transition and coach with him and, and it's kind of his evolution of the leader of, of the Maryland program? Where now I think if you talk to Maryland fans and they had to list off the guys that they trusted the most, they would say John Tillman would be one of the first three people off their off their list. <laughs> yeah, it's um it's it's been great, you know, in the grand scheme of this, you know, I, I'm still a young guy. Um, you know, when I came back, I I'm think I'm going on 
year seven now, which is kind of hard to hard to believe. Um, you know, so so when I came back, I you know I'm still was in my mid twenties. Um, so so a lot to learn. You know, I kind of had two quick stints. You know, at Rutgers and Princeton, and um, you know, so to have the ability um, to obviously play for Coach Tills, you know, the down the down the stretch there. Um, you know, we, we had great success, um, and I, I thought, you know, he did a great job of kind of continuing to build on, you know, the traditions and, and things that were kind of set before, you know, he came to Maryland. And then, you know, now being back, just uh, just to have the ability to kind of be around someone from a mentor standpoint um, and just want to soak up and, and learn what I can. Like I said, I, in no way, shape, or form do I have this coaching thing figured out. There, there's plenty to learn. Um, but, you know, he's been, uh, you know, very instrumental in kind of, you know, being a sounding board and, and just kind of being able to sit back and, and you know, also see him evolve, right? When, you know, when he came in, obviously, coach has been there, geez, I think 13 years now. So I'm making him sound old. Um, you know, so he's, you know, I've seen changes in him you know, from as a player, when I was a player to, to how he is now. And I think that's a credit to him. So people can get very stubborn and stuck in their ways. Um, you know, this is how we do things. Um, and, and other people, you know, are willing to kind of evolve and adapt as the times change because, you know, kids have changed, you know, changed in certain ways, recruiting and NIL and all these things, the landscape of lacrosse. Um, so the ability to kind of adapt is, has been something I think, you know, as a program, he's kind of been able to kind of keep up with the times. Um, and, you know, just to have the consistency, you know, the program has had over the course of, you know, his tenure, um, you know, is, I think, a credit to, you know, what he's been able to bring. And though, again, just like the 22 team, you know, lacrosse is is a small fraction, you know, in piece to the success that Maryland's had. It's a lot of the other behind the scenes stuff that, um, you know, we still make sure is relevant, is important to to us at Maryland because, um, you know, the standards and those things, you know, they're not going to change. And, um, you know, we got to make sure we're still kind of, you know, meeting those um, and exceeding those. Um, so just like I said, to have the ability at times just to kind of sit back, um, you know, pick his brain about something, um, you know, learn something here or there, um, you know, I, I know uh, is definitely going to pay dividends down down the line for me. You guys this this past season have had a lot of depth and a lot of young players that that were contributing. What excites you about you know your current group and what you've added this summer as you go to twenty the fall and then twenty four? Yeah, I think um, you know we, we we've always had talented guys. Uh, I think most teams out there 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 are plenty of talented guys playing college across. I think it's just how you put those pieces together, um, and I think you know we have. Um, you know, some guys coming back from some injuries, um, you know, we, to your point, we have some young guys, you know, who will be coming back and, and obviously now be, being old guys. We had a lot of guys we had, I should say, we had some guys playing new positions for the first time, you know, so um, we definitely had a lot of new in ways. And I think, uh, you know, we, we have, uh, you know, a hungry group coming back and an excited group coming back, which, um, you know, is, is kind of what you need. You know, you look at all those teams making the playoffs last year. I think seven out of the eight in the quarterfinals uh, weren't in the NCAA tournament last year. So, uh, you know, the ability to kind of have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, um, as, you know, demonstrated by the way the NCAA tournament worked out, uh, I think is super important. So, um, you know, every year is a new year. It's a new journey that we go on. 
Um, you know, that last year is over, the 2022 year is over, you know, this will be the, obviously the 23, 24, you know, teams year. And, um, you know, it's just exciting just to, just to see other guys step up. There's always guys that come in, whether it's freshmen, new guys, guys who have been in the locker room that are now older guys that fill different roles, uh, maybe that didn't play and now play. Right. And that's what kind of makes it, uh, what makes it unique and just kind of makes it exciting that, you know, every year is going to be different. No two years are ever going to be exactly the same. And, um, you know, just, you never know what you're walking into. And I think that's what makes it fun. Jesse, we'll get you out of here. I want a few rapid fire questions first. You've, you know, played against the best for a long time now. Who's the toughest guy for you to defend that you go against week to week? Oof. Can I say, well, he's not going to say week to week, but uh, he's not week to week, but, We've had a few battles uh, ourselves, uh, maybe back home, and I would say uh, Jared is a pretty tough cover. <laughs> Not a bad answer. Who's the um, Who's the Maryland alum that's trash talking you the most? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maryland alum trash talking me most. Uh, I'm gonna say Earhart. <laughs> there you go. A couple captains going yeah. back, going back and forth. Uh, Jesse, what show are you streaming right now? Oof. Haven't been streaming uh, a ton with the new Well, you don't have a lot of time right now, so I guess it's yeah, it's kind of tough uh, right now. Seinfeld reruns. Oh, oh that's uh, that always plays. Yeah. Um, your favorite city you've traveled to in the PLL? Favorite city I've traveled to. Oof. San Diego. Oh, well, for the World Game, San Diego, I was Yeah. yeah I could take San that weather with me anywhere. <laughs> and then final one, and you're a good person to ask this too because you were here as a student athlete and as a coach. Your favorite place to eat in College Park? Oh, jeez, favorite place to eat in College Park. I'll, I'll go with the standard. We'll go. We'll go. RJ Bentley's. There you go. There you go. Two out of the last three have said Bentley. Swope said Bentley's two weeks ago. Right. And now, now Jesse says Bentley. So people, those are the people that you know played here. That's who's representing <laughs> with the Bentley stock. Um, Jesse, thanks so much for coming on, man. Congrats on all of the success this summer. Um, and congrats on the newborn. And can't wait to have Maryland men's lacrosse back on our lives um, come this spring. Very much appreciate it. Thanks for having me, fellas. Thanks, Jesse. Back here on Here the Turtle, presented by Toyota. Thanks once again to Jesse Bernhardt taking some time out of his busy schedule. Now with a newly born child as well, um, everything going on for him. So uh, much appreciate his time. And as you said, Kess, always fun to talk lacrosse in the summer months. Um, and can't wait to see uh, Jesse get back out there with uh, Coach Tills and, the, and Maryland men's lacrosse next spring. I'm sure they'll be, they'll be looking for more um, after last season. So very excited to watch them. Um, in the spring and get some lacrosse talk in. Um, as we, as I sit here and you know, women's lacrosse camp just has been raging over the past few days. So lacrosse is always going on in Maryland. It's, ne- it's never ending. One of the most, one of the most profitable things that goes on at the University of Maryland. That one. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Any any it's, lacrosse it's camp money, around here. It's a money maker. As someone that went to many a lacrosse camp as a as a youth in Maryland, they're they're many, certainly many women's lacrosse camps. Uh, no, only went to men's lacrosse camps. Only went to men's lacrosse camps. Um, was you know. That was the that was the the, the side I went to, Kess. But um, many looks like many, um, you know. I think we're out done. here. I think it's yeah. It looks like it's done. Yeah, yeah. I think they. I saw some people walking around earlier this morning, but um, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, always good to talk some lacrosse, and um, can't wait for lacrosse season to be back. 
Um, go back and listen to some of our older episodes, Katie Darty, Maryland tennis coach, Matt Swope, new coach of baseball, um, and some other fun stuff over the past few weeks as we roll through the summer cast, um, interviews coming up, um, shortly. We're going to have, try to have a men's basketball player on before their Italy trip in July. Um, and then we'll be rolling into soccer and football. Um, and a variety of things. Also, Kess, coming soon, we're going to, you know, we do film these as we record them. Yeah. So we're going to try to get them up on YouTube so you can look at our pretty faces yeah, who as you listen to who us. Wouldn't, who wouldn't want to do that? You would think that it might break the internet, Kess. Yeah, no, I think I'm going to really have to watch what I do now when I'm on camera. You know, no, no picking my nose, no scratching yeah. my head. Yeah, all the weird stuff no, that you always do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because now now everything we do is going to be seen. So hopefully, I don't know if this is going to drive up ratings or bring them down, but we'll see. Yeah, we shall see. Most people have said we have faces for radio, so we shall see. Um, You can follow Hear the Turtle on social media, at Hear the Turtle on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow – when these do go up on YouTube, they will be on the Maryland Athletics YouTube channel, so make sure to go to subscribe to that as well. You follow Kess at BMK95. You can follow me at TaylorSmythe10. This comes out on a Monday, Kess, after you and I will be in Chicago for the weekend, so hopefully we still like each other. And hopefully we, yeah, hopefully we don't kill each other this weekend. This might be the last podcast. Yeah. So yeah, if this if this is the last podcast that drops, and there's never another one. It was really you know great really, spending really time fun. with everyone. Yeah. It was yeah. Fun. Absolutely. We'll see you hopefully next time on Hear the Turtle presented by Toyota.